health, knowledge, and encouragement. encouragement. You're listening to the Fabcast with Ryan Fabella. Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Got an episode for you guys today about financial do's and don'ts, things I wish I knew Mainly, I would say like around like the age of 18, when I first started out my major business, I guess you could say my manufacturing business, things I wish I knew back then, uh, which I definitely would love to pass this information down to anyone at the younger age, anyone even in their mid 20s, it could be even 30s, it really doesn't matter what age, it's just some things I want to pass on to you guys as far as just knowledge uh, on things I wish I knew back then. Uh, I would start with number one would be credit. Credit was something that was introduced to me my first year of college at uh, Cal State San Marcos and as well as Fargo. If Wells Fargo is listening right now, I just want to let you know, I really dislike you guys for multiple, multiple reasons. That's in the definitely going to be in a different episode, but talk about a horrible company. When I first opened up my account, they gave me all these promises and, and they said, oh, this card's going to give you financial freedom. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. Um, and obviously did not do that at all. It did the complete opposite. And they, they give you this little uh, hint of advice, which never get advice from a banker that's trying to sell you a credit card. They said, hey, as long as you pay the minimum, you're good. And after the first, I would say, year or two, I'm like, why why is my card not going down? You know, I, I pretty much max it out at, at the beginning stages. Oh, I got a credit card. You know, as long as I'm paying the, the minimum, I should be good. And they don't ever really teach you. And we didn't learn about this in, in high school uh nor college at all which obviously they don't teach you anything about finances or anything about money which i think is uh hilarious to be honest but they don't teach you about credit they don't teach you about how to run credit they don't teach you how to manage it and so understanding a credit card before you get it is going to be the number one thing to do don't just get a credit card to get a credit card there's one thing i would definitely make sure you have a steady stream of income um, that's overcoming all of your expenses as far as your living expenses. doesn't matter if you're living at home or you have your own place, but make sure your finances are perfect and you're making sure you're making a lot more money than you're spending. One method um, my good friend Andre always told me was to stay under 20%. If you keep it on 10%, that's even better. And as soon as you pay for something, you pay it back with your with your debit card and you just keep it at you know 10%, even less than that. Just show them that you're keeping it active, but you're never going over the threshold over 20%. So for the future, I don't have any more credit cards. I've completely ditched all of them. But in the future, when I do get them, when I think it's right after we completely pay off all of our debt this year, I'll definitely ponder the idea. Knowing what I now know, that is something that was just so crucial that was not taught to me at all. Make sure you have a steady stream of income. Make sure you stay under 20%. If you do under 10%, preferable. So if you have a $1,000 credit card, keep it under 200 or 100. And when you make a gas payment, you know, let's say it's $30 on your, on your credit card, just pay that thing back. You know, use it as a debit card and use it in that in that type of philosophy. So that was, that was a, a number of big one. For number two would be do your passion, but also have a side hustle. And this can be interswapped both ways. Uh, when I first had my manufacturing business, uh, even before that, um, clothing brand, I didn't have a high overhead, but we just kind of spent money, spent money, spent money, but we didn't know how what the hell we were doing. When we first had the Lux Goods trade show event, we had no steady stream of income uh, that we, we thought we were just going to make all this money in the world at this event. 
you know, we had 2,000 people attend. We're like, oh, we're going to kill it off of sales and stuff like that. But we didn't count how much we were actually going to lose or at least spend into the business to recoup that. And we lost definitely money. I actually had to ask my brother, Kevin, which if you're listening to this, thank you so much for that, for having him back. And that was a loss, but definitely have learned so much from that. So for our manufacturing business, you know, every dollar that we got in, put back into the business, and that's how I grew it to over, uh, you know, $500,000 a year, which to me is, is insane to think about running to a company upwards of that much amount of money. But the thing I wish I knew when I had that was to have a steady stream of income. I One, I worked from, you know, the second I woke up, the second I went to sleep, and even stayed up till two, three o'clock in the morning talking to manufacturers over in Pakistan, developing relationships with them, making sure orders, I was doing everything um, that I possibly could to expand the business. But knowing what I now know, I could have definitely worked smarter. I could have worked harder in different ways. So if I would have gone back in that time, I would have had a regular nine to five job uh, or maybe something earlier and then worked on my business from five until 12, one o'clock. If I would have done it that way, I think we would have streamlined a little bit slower, but my financial takeaway could have, you know, I wouldn't have lost as much. And this is the the perspective of when I became an entrepreneur, I was like, you know, I don't need a job. I don't ever need a job ever again. So I left all that behind, not knowing how important it was for my finances to have a steady stream of income to make sure I wasn't going into debt making sure I had something at least as my backbone financially and making sure money was coming in frequently. In the beginning stages, we were making all this money and we didn't, we didn't expect anything. And then we started getting into, you know, suing people. I had one person that promised me the world will never say any names, but you know who you are, you know, you're out there. This guy said, Hey, I'm going to do all this manufacturing for you and help you out. Do all, I have all these connections all good. At the time, he was a very close friend of mine. I said, hey, this this guy, you know, probably can save save a lot. We can make, make, make a lot more money. Perfect. Sooner or later, I had to uh, sue him for $12,000. Uh, a whole bigger ordeal, but that set us back, you know, financially at that time. And since I didn't have a steady stream of income from the side, it really, really hurt us. So knowing what I now know, I would really highly suggest, especially for 18, you're like, man, I really want to get a hustle going. I really want to be an entrepreneur. I would say, hey, do something that you semi-enjoy, whatever you can find, that pays you a good amount. I really don't believe a, a, a nine-to-five job as far as like a McDonald's is really going to be as much beneficial because there's so many more jobs out there, especially nowadays, that, that can make you a lot more and give you a, lot, a little bit more freedom. So I think you just have to find a little hustle on that. And there's definitely a million different business models that you could do um, that are side hustles as far as graphic design, web development, et cetera, et cetera. But have that and then also do your business. And then once your business is making more money than you're now making, then you can transfer. Hey, I just need to work from nine to three and now work from three to whatever time and then vice versa. So until your business is fully paying you more what you're making now and hopefully even more than that. And that's when you can really make a good transition. I really just jumped into the middle of the pond and still I don't regret that at all. But knowing what I now know, I would definitely pass it on to my children. I'll pass it on to friends or whatever it is to not go through what I had to go through. It was definitely very, very, very difficult. It has definitely made me stronger, but I definitely would have done things just a slightly different way. Another one uh, would be, like I said in the beginning, just the, the passion. 
finding something what you're passionate about uh, is going to be something how you strive in life. My father always told me, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And, and I truly, truly resonate with that so wholeheartedly. And I've really lived my life along those bases. Uh, when I was in the manufacturing world, that's what I loved at the time. It's what I had passion for. And I was extremely happy doing it. I, I think a lot of people nowadays, you know, especially they, they'll come to me and say, Ryan, I have no idea what to do. And I would just ask them, what, what makes you happy? You can turn almost anything, I mean almost anything, into what you love. Do I believe you have to go all in? No, definitely have that steady stream of income. Make sure you're good, but definitely focus on that on that passion. You know, we have 16 hours in a day, eight hours of sleeping, and then they have 16 hours of work that you can and can't do. And obviously you can do pleasure, you can do whatever you want. But that's just a that's a big gap of time. What are you doing in that gap of time? Work eight hours of doing, you know, your, your regular nine to five job, but then you can open up eight hours of doing your passion. And we have so many distractions nowadays. And I, I think we can all agree to it. We live in a different time with social networks and, and the way that we live life. We always we want to impress people that we don't care about and we just we just continually just do this over and over and over but we're not setting aside the time that we need to focus on what we truly want in life and what do you truly want i think that's an individual question that you have to ask yourself and answer yourself i think i, I i've worked with hundreds of people and they just they always ask me what it is and I've, I've always loved developing those different passions because you can always find an income during almost any passion definitely nowadays you have to turn a little bit more virtual but there's just so many different ways on how to make money i mean i just feel like there's millions of ways to make money you just have to find out what truly makes you happy and just really go 100 percent in and follow your passions on that end so that's what my advice is on on the financial end and again i'm not no financial guru but i i've definitely been through a lot from the personal side of things and definitely from the business side of things, uh, running a, a business upwards to five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars a year was extremely difficult to run. So when I run my personal finances, it's like it's kind of second to none. I'm I'm dealing with a lot smaller numbers than running something like that where we're doing forty, fifty thousand dollars a month, and it's just a lot to maintain. Um, but knowing your margins and knowing you know what money is actually coming in as far as profit. And knowing what you have to pay is definitely very key. So like some some things that have really helped me out the, on the monthly standpoint for a personal side is um, is really writing down every single bill that you have, every single bill. And um, I was actually helping my mother-in-law uh, with this other day, and she has a majority of her bills in the first of the month. Like really all like almost all of her bills are on the first of the month. And that's very, very one stressful and it's very hard to really maintain. And what really helped me out is spread, spreading bills out into four different quarters. The, you know, the, the first week, second week, third week, and fourth week in, in pretty much every single month, uh, give or take a couple days. If, if you break it up like that, at least you, you have time to focus on other things at that time. So obviously we have bigger weeks than others. But at least they're spread out and you're not stressed during the first of the month and if you can make that. So that's like that's that's one thing I have, just a list of all my bills, do a check off, I make sure, you know, have goals every week of how much money I need to bring in, how much money needs to go to debt, how much is going towards this, how much is going towards that. And having that clear picture, it has definitely saved my butt a lot of times. And just ha writing those down. A lot of people don't even know what their bills are and they just come out and you have to be very transparent with yourself on what is coming out of your account. 
Um, and that could be every aspect, you know, having a strict budget for groceries, eating out, etc., etc. Uh, being really disciplined on yourself with, with yourself and your, and your family and see how you can get out of that. And I'll definitely come out with another uh, episode on what has helped us out getting out of debt. I, I feel like a lot of people our age are just not taught those solid skills of how to get out of debt. And I, I've definitely used this tool for the past two years now and have made tremendous growth on getting out of debt and it has really helped me out. So I'd love to pass that information along to you guys, but that would definitely be another episode. But you know, those are the really key things, bringing, making sure you have steady income, follow your passions, uh, which whichever way they are, uh, does it doesn't matter what it is. And if you have a problem with converting what you think is an idea and a passion into making money, definitely send me over a message because that's honestly what I love doing. I, lo- I love helping people out with those types of problems because I feel like they're very easy to do. Following your passion, running your, your monthly finances, make your personal finances like your business. That's a great um, a great start to, to learning finances and understanding what money is coming in and what money is going out. Spreading it out so you don't spread yourself thin. So hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, this episode of the Fabcast. I appreciate it every single one of you guys who listened and to my future daughters and sons and my family and my grandkids in the future that will listen to the podcast is the main reason why i'm doing it It is for my kids and to pass these uh memories where i am presently today uh it's for you guys uh I, i love you guys so much you guys have a wonderful rest of your day stay blessed and know that you are special Know that life is uh, difficult. It is definitely difficult, but you can get through it. I know you can. God bless, guys. Take care.